0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I hope and trust that you are all well. Before I get started, I would like to give a very special shout-out to the reform members of Back to Ashes. Tavia S., Normie DW, Christy Elias, Tina Mead, Cindy Cleveland, Patty's niece, Samantha Place, and Interscare Wifey. The rest of the Back to Ashes membership will be right here on your screen. If you would like to become a member of Back to Ashes or support a content creator such as myself, you can buy me a coffee. All of that information can be found in the description below. Also, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and set it to all so you know every time I upload a new video. With all of that being said, it is time to go back to ashes, for when we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in and get warm, and get ready for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled, True Delivery Horror Stories. As soon as this intro is done, an ad will play. I'll read the first story an ad will play. After that, there will be no more ads within this video. I used to be a delivery driver, which doesn't sound very remote because it isn't. However, I did have to deliver to some pretty remote places. One time I delivered to a trailer park just barely inside our designated delivery zone, and it was very dark and poorly lit. I leave my car running and keep the headlights and inside lights on to go deliver the pizza. Upon returning to my car, I sit down in the driver's seat and look up to see a creepy old man standing less than three feet from my side of the car. He was just staring at me. It was the equivalent of a jump scare. I just started driving forward, had to do a U-turn to get out of the park. When I turned around, the man was standing in the middle of the road, so I freaked out for a second, before speeding around him only to watch him attempt to chase my car out of the trailer park. I put my two weeks notice in after that. I used to be a delivery driver, but for a supermarket in the UK. A lot of our customers were in the middle of nowhere, and my last delivery of the night was a new customer I'd never been to before. I was already running late from all my previous deliveries, and I was still trying to find this house at 10.30 p.m., even though my shift was supposed to finish at 10.00. I'm driving around the narrowest of country roads with nothing surrounding me but dark fields and hedgerows, looking for anything that might be a driveway. I hadn't seen another car or person for miles, then, all of a sudden, I hear a loud thud on the side of my van, like something was thrown at it. No trees or anything else around for something to fall from, and I remember it specifically hitting the side. I looked in my mirrors and out the window, but there was nothing around me. Then it happened again, another thud on the side of my van. I drove back to the supermarket so quickly and told my manager that I could not find the place. I'd spent about 30 minutes looking, to be fair. There was no house where the listed address or postmark took me. So, what in the hell hit the side of my van? So, Last night, quite literally, I had an order come in to be delivered at a behavioral center or hospital. When I get there, I call the number on the ticket to find out where the lady was located inside the facility. It's a lady I've delivered to before. Someone picked up, but it was a male. I let them know I was looking for the lady on the ticket. I don't recall the name. It's a bit of a weird one. To my surprise, the guy said she had died last night, to which I said I was sorry and then hung up. I called the number again. I didn't get to mention that I was a delivery guy and that perhaps someone else there had ordered with her number. I told the guy that I was a delivery guy and if someone there had ordered pizza, he said no. I scratched my head, called the store and asked to be passed to my manager. I explained the situation, and he asked me to just come back. I asked the server who took the order whether the person on the other side was male or female. He said, female. The other curious thing is that it was already paid by credit card, yet no one called to claim or complain about the pizza not being delivered. My manager and I shrugged at each other and I simply commented, maybe she just liked pizza that much, she wanted some from beyond the grave. I deliver for Marco's Pizza. I had a delivery one night and thought it would be just like any other delivery I've had in the past. I live in Georgia, so I usually drive to rural areas. I was about to get off in an hour, and I got this delivery to this road that I knew was in a very wooded area. As soon as I get up to the house, the person's driveway was like a fourth of a mile long, so I just drive up the driveway and park there. I get the food out of the car, a pen, and the receipt, and start walking towards the front door. As I'm walking to the front door, a middle-aged, skinny woman comes out from behind the house and says, Hey, we're over here in the garage. Now, that was the first red flag. I go to the lady's garage, but I just stand outside the doorway. I look inside the garage, and there are two overweight old men sitting in recliner chairs in all camo clothing. I look at the walls, and there are at least five rebel flags hanging, six dead deer heads, and a Trump 2016 poster on the wall. I really freaking wish I was kidding. I'm female to male transgender. I had been on testosterone for about 6-7 to months at the time, so I looked very androgynous but tried my best to present as male. The woman and two men kept calling me ma'am and miss. I think the scariest part was when one of the men asked me to come inside the garage. I politely declined and informed him that we weren't allowed to go inside the customer's houses or garage. He ignored me and soon all three of them were asking for me to go into their house. Again, I politely declined and gave them their pizza and told them the total. I think they ended up tipping me about three dollars, which isn't that bad, really. Better off than a stiff at least. Every time I pass by that road, I get the spooks. What about you guys? Any weird or creepy stories? I apologize if I make any mistakes. English is my second language. So, a few days ago, I ordered a pizza service via an app called Rappy that works in South America, where I live. And to be able to get the delivery, you obviously have to give details like your cell phone number and your house address. When I received the delivery, the guy started flirting with me and asking me weird stuff. I told him I am only 16, hoping that he would leave me alone, but he just tried to keep making conversation. But I just told him to have a good day and close the door. Flash forward to yesterday in the afternoon, someone called my house's phone number, keep in mind that I didn't give out that information in the app. My mom picked up the phone and the man told her that he wanted to talk to me, calling me by my name. She asked who he was and he told her he was one of my school friends. My mom gave me the phone and the man told me who he was, gave me his name which later turned out to be a made-up name, and said I was very hot and that he wanted to meet up with me. I immediately hung up on him. I started looking in the Rappy app to see if there's a way to denounce this guy, but I couldn't find anything. Then I tried to search in the delivery history and didn't find anyone with the name he told me. I'm really creeped out right now because I don't know how he found out my home phone number and he also knows where I live. Hopefully, he never tries to reach out to me again. One night, I have a delivery to a pretty rural area. A lot of my deliveries are to rural areas, so no big deal. But tonight, it's drizzling and especially dark so I'm having trouble finding the address of the house I'm looking for. I rode down the passenger window and use my really f- bright flashlight, pointing it at mailboxes, trees, posts, anything that somebody might have their address on at the end of their driveway. So I'm driving along at like 5 miles an hour, pointing my flashlight when the beam catches a guy wearing a black hoodie at the end of an obviously long gravel road staring directly at me. More of a glare at me, really. But, whatever. Could just be on the phone or something. Then it gets weirder. I finally find the address I'm looking for and pull into the drive and hop out of the car. That's when I get the sinking feeling. No cars, no house light, boarded up windows. If you've ever been a delivery person, you know that this is the time to get the fuck out of there because you're about to get robbed. Right as I'm about to jump in, throw the car into reverse and nope the fuck out of there, I see a man walking across the empty field adjacent to the property towards me. Now, I'm a pretty burly bearded dude, so I don't worry a whole lot on deliveries, but this scared the shit out of me. When he gets closer, I see him very obviously tucking something into his waistband, what I could only assume was a gun. He then says in a thick, menacing southern accent, I thought you was the law. I guess because of how I was scanning the addresses. I meekly point to my car topper and the pizza in my hand, and he says in the nicest voice you've ever heard, Oh great, thank you so much. Have a great night. Pays me and proceeds to walk back through the open field in the direction of no buildings, in the rain, with his pizza. For the rest of my shift, I couldn't stop whispering. What the f***? Strangest thing that's ever happened to me. The first job I had was at a pizza place in my hometown. It's a really small town with a little over a thousand people. We're right next to a main highway that's about 30 minutes away from a major city. One night, around September or October, I'm working with two other coworkers and our manager. Our whole shift has been pretty slow and we were getting ready to close at 9 p.m., around 8:30 p.m., two men and a little girl around the age of 7 or 8 come in. I go up to the front and ask them if they need help with anything or if they're going to place an order. One of the men, the shorter one, says that they are just passing through. He then asks about the prices of different items on the menu. He also asks what time we close. I answer and he just says okay and walks away to sit down with the little girl at a booth. The taller man then leaves the building and gets into their car and parked out front. The smaller man gets up after about five minutes, whispers something to the little girl, then leaves. My coworkers and I are watching this all go down and talking about how strange it is. The little girl gets up and starts dancing around to the radio station we have playing. After a couple of minutes of this, I walk up to her and ask her if she's hungry or if she wants a drink. She says she only wants a water, which I get for her. She takes it back to the booth and sits down. I ask her who she's waiting on and she says her, Dad. My coworkers and I are starting to get worried for her because the two men haven't come back yet and it's 8.50 p.m. We start to think that neither of them were her dad at all. My manager decides to call the police. Our town is too small for our own police station so we have to wait for them to come from the next town over which takes at least 15 minutes. I go to sit with her at the booth. I'm making small talk with her trying to make sure she's safe and nothing happens before the cops can get there. In the middle of our conversation, she gets up and says she has to leave. My manager and I try to tell her she needs to stay in the restaurant until her dad comes back, but she starts crying and screaming and insists on leaving. A couple days later, my manager said the cops found her walking down the road alone later that night. We never heard any more information about the situation afterwards. I just hope she's safe now. So, to the men who were just passing through, shame on you and I hope I never see you again. I used to deliver pizzas for a pizzeria in Cape Town, South Africa when I was in university to make some extra cash. I used to deliver to the same house quite often. Incidentally, this place is quite close to where I lived at the time. There was nothing overtly strange about this place, except that whoever would receive the pizza would normally take quite a long time to get to the door and would always ask me to pass them the pizza through the security gate instead of unlocking it and making it easier for everyone involved. One night, a call comes through for this house, and I collect the pizzas and get to the house reasonably quickly. This time, a lady, who I had never seen at this house before, opens the door and lets me in. Not entirely uncommon to be let into a customer's house, so I don't think anything of it. She points me towards the kitchen, which is down quite a long corridor, and asks me to drop the pizzas there. She follows me all the way, still nothing weird. The passage opened up into an open-plan dining room and lounge area. Through this area is the kitchen, through a door on the left. As I was passing through the dining room and lounge area, I saw something that sticks with me to this day an old-looking dentist chair with a person lying on it. Whether this guy was alive or not, I still don't know. He had a sheet covering his whole body except the very top of his head and his feet, which were duct-taped together. I couldn't tell if he was breathing or not. The lady that opened the door was still right behind me. She said absolutely nothing. We went into the kitchen and she paid me for the pizzas. At this point, I was either expecting to be attacked by this lady or someone else hiding somewhere or to be scared by the guy under the sheet as some part of some sick joke. Not wanting to give anything away, I didn't say anything and prepared myself to either defend myself or not be frightened should it be a joke. I walked out towards the front door, double checking to see what I saw was correct and not just my imagination. The lady, still behind me all the way, she closed the door behind me as I left and said nothing. To this day, I still have no idea what was happening in that house. It could have been some joke, but I really don't think it was. The presence of a dentist chair still makes no sense. I didn't see anything else that would suggest the residents of the house collected weird paraphernalia. I drive past that house quite often and still wonder if I was in any danger. I used to do DoorDash on the side for some extra cash. This was in the summer of 2018, when it was a little bit newer. At least in my town, it was. Since then, I think they've made a lot of changes, but at the time, it was a little unorganized. If you don't know what DoorDash is, it's like a food delivery service, typically for restaurants that don't deliver. Think McDonald's, something like that. Anyways... The one night I was doing deliveries all day, I decided to do my last delivery at around 10 p.m. So, I get an order in and the person wants a medium cheese and pepperoni pizza and loaded potato wedges from a pizzeria nearby. I was kind of wondering what they'd order from a pizzeria that delivers, but I figured it's because this place was notorious for taking forever when you order for delivery. I accepted the order and headed to the pizzeria. I got there and picked up the pizza, confirmed on the app that I had picked everything up and was on my way. The app notified me of the special instructions that the customer asked for, which was to call them when I was outside. Okay, nothing unusual there. Lots of people ask that so they can come out to meet me. I get to their address and it's downtown. It's a larger apartment building, and it's completely pitch black, and I instantly get an eerie feeling. So, I pull to the curb, stay in the car, hell no I wasn't about to go near that building, and call the number. Luckily, DoorDash has this thing that hides your actual phone number. It rings a couple of times, and then this really creepy woman's voice comes on the line and says, We can't get to the phone right now. We're a little... tied up. And then creepily giggles. Meanwhile, the entire time in the background, there's another woman screaming. And I mean screaming for help and for her life. It even got louder, as if the creepy woman was purposefully putting the screaming woman on the phone. I instantly hung up and drove off real quick, not even knowing which direction to go. Luckily, there was a super popular restaurant a couple blocks away, and I pulled into that parking lot and pulled up the app. I was worried about getting in trouble for not being able to deliver the order, so I contacted DoorDash Help Center, and they told me I had to wait 15 minutes to see if they'd call me or message me about their food. Well, they never called, and thank God for that. I'm sitting there in the parking lot at the restaurant telling my mom about it, And we agree that it was probably a prank but just in case it isn't i need to call the police so i call the non-emergency number and tell them everything the police told me they're going to do a wellness check and actually thanked me for calling them to tell them about it i went home and nothing ever came of it but i still think about it from time to time i did get a free pizza and potato wedges though so that was cool creepy lady in the apartment, I hope I don't run into you anytime soon, and to the lady screaming, I hope you're safe and okay. I haven't delivered since 2019, so I'll recollect what I can. I was taken to the southernmost end of the county, which seemed like a whole different country. Big houses, but not much lighting and a lot of trees. Not much activity, though. If I didn't see cars parked here and there, I'd think I was in the woods. Of course, the GPS craps out, so I parked my van trying to get my other phone to work. Suddenly, there is a knock on my window, which startled me. And then I looked to my left, and there is this witch-like ugly old white woman staring down my soul. Reluctantly, I rode down the window, and she was asking if I had seen Jogger. It was a dog. Apparently, everyone in the world knows that he is a dog because that's how she asked. I told her no when she asked me to keep an eye out for it. I said okay, and she left. I hadn't rolled my window up yet. And about 30 seconds later, I hear this blood-curdling shriek. Scared me to my core, but I realized it was the same hag screaming jogger. I am sure jogger wasn't missing. Poor chap probably made a run for it from her. Hell, who wouldn't? Another time, I was told to drive off in a Mercedes van. And as I am halfway to my first stop, I realize the rear camera screen is dead. As I touch it to find some button, it just drops, and now is dangling. I call the dispatcher, and he basically tells me to carry on. It'll be fine. I said whatever. It's not like there are always cameras. I carry on with my route and avoid reversing much. If it takes more, it is their problem. Around 6.30 p.m., and it's dark now, and I am in some no-man's land. The house was at the end of the road, and I had no choice but to back up. It is pitch black. My headlights are the only lights on. I back up at an angle, just waiting for some sound to tell me I've hit a wall. But instead, I feel like the van is about to fall. It is a weird feeling that I cannot describe, but it made me stop and I got out of the van. The van was basically an inch from going off the road and down into oblivion. I don't know how deep the fall would be because it was so dark. I just stood there for a minute thinking I could have died today delivering to a**holes working for a**holes who were serving the world's biggest a**hole. Another time I went to deliver and as soon as I reached thirty feet from the door a dog comes flying out. I barely had time to register what kind of dog or how big it was. I just ran back to my van throwing the package in the air at the house. I jump into the van from the open door and miss and hit my head and my foot in different places but somehow make it in and shut the door. As I look at the house to see where the dog is, it is right where it was because it was leashed the whole f- time. The homeowners clearly wanted to laugh, and I don't blame them. I felt really stupid. Last one. This is almost 8 p.m., and I am about 20 stops from Freedom. I'm in a sketchy neighborhood, which is highly unusual for the place I live in. Nevertheless, I'm delivering to various spots on the same street, and I noticed a bunch of guys looking at me. I decided to just not let them out of my sight and quickly finish up. But only a stop later, a few of them decide to come to my van. I quickly run through my options. I am not giving up my life or limbs for Bezos. He can cons- suck. I am not trusting this bunch to come at me for advice on stock investment. So I roll down the window and yell, Get the f*** out of my way or I'll run you over. And I just gun it. I didn't care if I did run them over, but I just hoped they'd get out of the way. And they did. Maybe overreaction, but I knew they were up to no good, and I was not taking any chances. I called the dispatcher and said I feel unsafe, and if they have a problem with that, they can deliver themselves. The rest of the stuff went back to Amazon, and I went home. I used to drive for Papa John, so I have several stories. So one day, I ended up with this delivery on the evening shift, and it was after the dinner rush as far as I can recall. Things were quieter, and not as many people were out and about or on the roads. The customer lived kind of deep in this rundown neighborhood, full of single-story houses, and when I arrived, literally every single light on the house was off. I walked up to the door, figuring that I might as well ring the bell since they ordered it. After all, maybe they were waiting on it anyhow, right? I rang. Nothing. I waited a bit. Ring. Nothing. At this point, I figured they aren't there or are asleep. I walk away from the door and was about to call my boss to relay that I might have to bring the pizza back when almost silently the front door opens up. It's literally so dark inside, it's like a scene from a horror movie where you can't see anything at all. Two pale, stringy-looking guys come out of the darkness without saying much of anything and pay me in cash for the pizza, then take it and quietly move back into the dark without ever turning on the lights. I left pretty quickly as it freaked me out. Was I in any danger? I doubt it, but those guys were really creepy. Another time, I had to deliver to this really crappy, rundown extended-stay motel that I always hated going to, because it was literally the most dangerous place we delivered to. It was very late, around 10 p.m. or 12 a.m., I don't remember. I got out of my car, got the pizza from the trunk, And as I began to walk across the parking lot to the guy's room, I see that down at the far end of the parking lot are a very large crowd of people. From what I could tell, they looked like a gang or just a lot of rough people hanging around. I became nervous. After I gave the guy his pizza, I took my empty pizza bag and was walking back. When I looked left, and they were all. Keep in mind, this was a crowd of 30 or so people walking toward my direction. Not a single one of them was walking anywhere else. I very quickly cranked the car and got out of there before I had a chance to figure out what was going on, or if they were coming for me specifically. Finally, I delivered to this old guy in the same run-down neighborhood as the first story. I'd had his house before, I believe, and his deranged-looking son was the one who usually answered the door. But this time, I got pops, and I'll never forget it. He opened the door shirtless, and I was immediately greeted with what looked like a surgical scar. Not too bad, right? It was infested with what looked like warts or skin growths. I don't mean a few, either. It was absolutely covered in them, to such a point where I can't think about it without getting sick. They were pale looking, but the color of rolled snot. It reminded me of the way sea life latches onto other creatures and grows. It was pretty scarring. He paid in cash and I left as quickly as I could. I remember immediately hitting the hand sanitizer in my car and practically bathing in it. Other than those, we had a few weirdos, but nothing too serious. There was a guy we delivered to whose nickname was Captain Underpants because he always entered the door in his underwear. Gross, but nothing that would mess you up. It really was an interesting job. Oh, I just remembered another one. So, we had this massive, sprawling apartment complex that we often had to deliver to, and all the drivers hated it. It had multiple apartment buildings with the same numbers, so it was awful to navigate through, but otherwise new and rather nice. One day, I got this delivery to a guy way in the back of the complex, who we'll call Mr. White. I make my way back there, and as I climb up the stairs, I hear this muffled sound coming from his room. I knock, and Mr. White opens the door, looking like Mr. Rogers. He had a sweater and everything. But as he's paying for the pizza, I keep hearing muffled, gagged, sounding female screaming coming from inside his apartment. It did not sound like a TV. It sounded like a real person. But this guy just kept on smiling as he paid, acting like nothing was wrong and not even trying to explain it away as the TV or anything. This dude was chill as ice. He finished paying and took the pizza, and I walked back down kind of wigging out over what I had just heard. I couldn't be sure it was someone, but I hated to do nothing and someone died because of it. I called my boss on the way back, and he advised I call the police immediately, so I did. They took my name, but I never heard anything about what happened or if the guy was actually doing anything to someone in there. But, regardless, it freaked me out. Either I called the cops on an innocent customer or I say someone from a psychopath. I still think about that night to this day. So, I work at a multi-billion dollar retail chain. And besides my main other department, which is also in the back room, there is a second department I'm cross-trained in that I work in for a couple of hours each morning, and every Saturday, accepting deliveries. Now, I'm of average build, not overweight, and not as slender as I used to be. I have kids, so I have a bit of a mommy tummy that I've fought to get rid of for years. I think I look average but used to get a lot of attention back in the day from young men. Around when I was in my 20s, I'm now in my mid-30s, and though I look a little younger, it's not by as much as it used to be. These days, the only guys eyeing me up are 10 plus years older than me and yeah, usually not attractive either. I'm married and not looking for a replacement either. I love my husband. There's a good variety of delivery drivers who deliver to my store, and I know many of the regulars by name. Every now and then, there's a new driver, or a substitute driver for one of the companies, but for the most part, it's the same people. So there's a regular driver who comes in every Saturday to deliver milk. We'll call him Mike. He's mid-50s and nearing retirement age for the company he works for. He's friendly and cheerful and always greets everyone happily. He also loves making jokes. He even does the shave and haircut two bits knock on our bay door when he arrives. I've always thought he was pretty cool and even said he was my favorite delivery driver since he's so nice. I think he may have gotten the wrong idea though. When I first started there. The other lady, who used to substitute in that department, warned me that Mike was a terrible flirt and that he liked to try to get with all the ladies. I kind of shrugged it off. I didn't think it was a big deal. Over the past year, he said that I'm his favorite receiving person and that I'm beautiful. He had been very flirty and even asked me out on lunch dates. I have always declined and told him I'm married. This hasn't deterred him in the least. He could care less about that. Mike has gotten friendly enough to even show me pictures and videos of trips he's been on and whatnot. Last week, he showed me a video of the drive up his driveway and views around his 300 acres of land. I thought that was rather odd, though. I mean, why show someone your driveway all of a sudden and show off your land? What was his goal in this? He started calling me a nickname recently too, which no one had ever really called me as it was something only my creeper dad ever called me. Even my husband knows to steer clear of that nickname because it triggers me. It's an obvious nickname for my name, but no one uses it. Kinda like Mike is a nickname for Michael or Kate for Caitlin. Well, yesterday, just before he left, He said something I was not expecting. Mike asked me if he could shrink-wrap me and take me with him. I gave him a firm and immediate, No. This immediately made me think of a murder that happened in my area before I moved out here, where a woman was saran-wrapped by her boyfriend and dumped naked and saran-wrapped on the side of the highway. The police were never able to connect the guy to the murder, though. The locals knew he had to be the one who did it, and I was told he left the area after that. The more I think of this question, the more creeped out I get. I wonder if I should report it to management or just tell him to cut that crap out the next time I see him as a warning. My company prefers people to tell harassers to stop before reporting an issue, but I'm not sure if this falls into that category or is creepy enough to be something I should just report right away. What do you guys think? All I know is I'm really uncomfortable having to see him again next Saturday when he delivers again. Quick update. I took my manager aside and told her the situation, and she agreed that it definitely wasn't appropriate and that she wants a written statement from me on the matter. So, we'll see how it's handled. If he stops delivering to my store or stops being creepy, I'll know it's been handled properly. Here's another update. I talked to my assistant manager on Friday, and she said that it was being handled by ethics, so not at the store level. I told her I was thinking of having my supervisor shadow me while the guy was there on Saturday. Saturday morning came though, and I felt like crap and really didn't want to have to deal with him on top of already feeling tired. So, I just called out. Some poor support manager had to deal with him instead. I don't know how long it will take them to address this issue, but I hope it's soon. Alright, here's another update. So, my case is back to being investigated at store level again. Did the statement and answered questions and whatever what not. Won't know anything for a while, I'm guessing. Asked for any guarantees that they could keep me safe. None were given. They just said they're looking into it, that if I have any further issues to notify them. Oh yeah, that makes me feel so much safer. Totally. I know I keep saying it, but I promise this is the last update. Today, I was anxious to go to work, as I know it's the day that creepy guy delivers milk. The closer it got to 7.30 a.m., the more nervous I got. Just before 7.30 a.m., I went down to my other work area on the opposite side of the back room. It's a huge store, so it's approximately 600 feet away or so. When I got down there, I discovered that my supervisor wasn't there, as I had feared and my anxiety only grew. When I got back to my area, there were only a few merchandisers milling about loading up their products onto carts and whatnot. I didn't see any other managers, including the one I had spoken to earlier in the day to confirm that he would be present and nearby to give me some sense of security. In a moment of desperation, I thought back to what my co-worker had told me just yesterday, and that was to ask a female coworker to stay with me and look out for me. So I asked one and she said yes. We waited in the back room, distracting ourselves with meaningless tasks to pass the time. Before I knew it, a half hour went by, then an hour, and then another half hour. No milk. I went to lunch and thanked my coworker for humoring me and staying nearby. After lunch, I checked to see if the milk ever came, but it hadn't. I was pretty happy I didn't have to see him for another week at least. Then. Later, I was pulled into the office at the end of my shift. The manager then told me that, as of today, that man, Mike, is no longer permitted in our store. He can't deliver there or even shop there. So now they have to rearrange our delivery schedule for milk. But I honestly was just so relieved. I told the manager that I felt very relieved and thanked him for letting me know. It's like a weight has finally been lifted off my chest. So, creepy delivery guy that used to deliver milk at my store, may we never ever cross paths again. I'd been having a really busy night, non-stop back and forth without any time to even pause and take a leak. I'd been so busy that I wasn't really thinking about bathroom breaks. But we're also going through a bit of a heat wave in our area, so I've been drinking copious amounts of water. All of a sudden, as I was driving to this particular delivery, the urge to go hit me. Like, things went from zero to sixty in an instant. Thankfully, I was close to the customer, so I could get this one over quickly. Or so I thought. I pulled up to the house, and it was an area I'd delivered in before, so I could immediately see that something wasn't right. All the lights were off in the house, not even the glow of a television or anything. It was extra apparent because a streetlight closest to the door happened to be out of order, and on top of it all, the block was dead quiet. This is a big university area. And obviously, there aren't many student renters in July, but there had to be at least one person because someone ordered this pizza. Maybe they just like sitting in the dark or they were out back in the yard. Whatever, I just didn't want to get out of my car and knock on a quiet house in the middle of the night. It was around 9.30 p.m. Without first checking that I had the correct address and the customer was inside. It was scorching that night, even after sundown. My car's AC is a joke, and the piping hot pizzas didn't help things much, so I have to try and open the car door as infrequently as possible to keep any cool air in. I called the number the customer provided, and the voice on the other end said, kind of brusquely and out of breath, Yeah. I just replied to keep it clear and concise Hey, it's your pizza out front, but there doesn't appear to be anyone home? And the customer replied, still gasping for air. Yeah, I'm not home. (laughs) I had to pee so badly by that point that I was much less patient than I'd otherwise be with a customer right out of the gate. Well, then we're going to have to terminate the order because I've arrived in the stated delivery window and you were supposed to pay in cash, so I don't know what to tell you. Plan ahead next time. I instantly regretted letting my bladder do the talking for me as the voice on the other end came through more clearly as a young, bubbly, and very distraught girl who couldn't have been older than 20 or 25. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I I was running down the street, so I could barely hear you, she cried. I just switched you out of my AirPods. Is that better? Sorry, I completely lost track of time at work, but I knew you were coming. That's why I'm literally running home right now. Please don't leave. I'm starving, and I don't have my car. Seriously, please don't leave. Five minutes tops, okay? I know what it's like to be hungry and running late, and have no car, but not live near any restaurants. Plus, when I heard her voice, I began to remember more specifically having delivered to this place a couple times before, and she'd always been perfectly nice. Now I feel bad for snapping at her. I tried to walk it back, while simultaneously looking out my window for potential spots to pee. No, no, my bad, I'm letting the heat get to me and it's not your fault, No, no need to rush, see you when you get here. I hung up and, while surveying the street, was starting to think I was really out of luck. All the other houses had people in them and were close together, so there were no clumps of trees or out-of-the-way patches of land or anything. Of course, I had just tossed my empty water bottle at the last delivery, because I am an idiot. Finally, I decided it was escalating to the point of an emergency, and the safest bet was to use a bush in front of the woman's house. She wasn't home. The street light was out so no one would see me. The people who were home were inside. My car was parked across the street, and we're a small shop who don't wear uniforms. So, if someone did spot me, they'd have no way to contact me or my employer, Animals pee outside all the time. Humans are animals. This is fine." I scurried over to the tallest bush in her front yard. She really didn't have much of a yard, more just a walkway lined with bushes and flowers that ran adjacent to her front door. The biggest cluster of bushes, the only one where I could be sure there would be no visible splatter on the side of the house, was about four feet from her door. I looked both ways, unzipped, and let fly. After the initial millisecond of relief, I noticed the sound was way off, more like pissing on something solid than something leafy. I started panicking, thinking I'd aimed wrong, but once I start, I can't stop midstream, so I kept squinting into the darkness to see if maybe I was hitting a key rock or something and could just move a few inches over. Instead, all of a sudden, I heard a way more concerning noise, a deep voice exclaiming, What the fuck!" And before I could turn around, assuming I'd been caught by a neighbor, a man came leaping out of the bushes. He blew by me, brushing my golden shower off him as he did. He spit pretty emphatically on the ground, so I think I might have beamed him right in the face. I didn't see where he went after a few paces but, though this next part is kind of a blur, I do think I remember hearing a car screech out from a bit further away after a minute. I'd gotten some night vision by that point so I was able to make out his height, build and outfit, but only the most general details of each. I was in such shock that I didn't even put my away. I just stood there trying to figure out what had happened. The reality was so terrifying that my mind refused to accept it and impulsively searched for a reasonable explanation that could make everything okay. I thought, could these bushes lead to some backyard area and just look like they were against the house? Could they have been obscuring an open window? My inner voice was desperately screaming Bruh, that man was wearing a hoodie in 90 degree weather. That was a bad dude you're in a bad situation. But the very idea that I was within inches of a guy who would be hiding in bushes at all, let alone in front of a young woman's house at night, just wasn't something I was ready to grapple with yet. I was coping by not coping. My fight or flight response totally failed me at that point, because my dumbass did the absolute last thing I should have done and approached the bushes to try and validate this. There must have been a good reason for a man in a hoodie to be behind these bushes in the middle of the night. Theory. So, I walked over to the side, turned on my phone flashlight, and tried to peer around the line of shrubbery. Pro tip. As scary as things may look in the dark, seeing them with a single beam of your flashlight can sometimes make it even worse. That's when I saw the bag. The bag. There was a tattered drawstring bag sitting behind the bushes, slightly splashed with pee. But, I was in such moronic daze from shock that I groped around for it thinking, see, this is it. This will explain why he was back here. It explained it. Once I maneuvered it over and pulled it open, I saw a sharp knife, a roll of duct tape and a bottle of pills. The delusions officially broke at that point and all the adrenaline, endorphins, and self-preservation instincts that had been surpassed kicked in ten times over. I became whatever the opposite of dazed is, more laser-focused than i ever been in my life, with one singular goal, get back to my car. I dropped the bag, booked it across the street, got in my car, and slammed the pedal to the floor before the door was even all the way closed. I went as far as I could, as fast as I could, until I hit a red signal. Then I pulled off to the side and realized I shouldn't be driving any more than necessary in the condition I was in. I pulled into the parking lot of a 24-hour drugstore and took a breath. I was finally calm and coherent enough to zip up and formulate a plan of action. My first lucid thought was, who do I call first, the police or the girl whose house that was? I thought about it for what could have really been more than 10 seconds but felt like an hour and decided, okay, I'm in my locked car with the engine running, if trouble starts I can drive away, I know something's up, she might not. She needs to know not to keep walking in that direction. But, as I was dialing her number, it occurred to me What if there was no girl? I thought I remembered delivering to that house before, but what if I was wrong? What if the girl on the phone was just a decoy to get me there to rob me, or worse? Every pizza guy on the planet has seen the Evil Genius documentary by now, so, I thought. She called me out of breath. She wasn't home. The whole thing was off. Can't risk it. I'll start with the cops. I called 911. The operator was very helpful in keeping me calm, because I was a complete wreck by this point. He kept reassuring me that someone would be there soon. I kept telling them they had to get there before the girl did, but I was trying to express three thoughts at once, and really damaging my own credibility. It came out more as, you've got to save this girl because he wasn't after me, I was just delivering a pizza, unless they were after me, in which there might not be a girl, but I talked to one on the phone, so then you should find that girl because they used her to lure me there, but if she's real, she doesn't know about the guy who was also real and there could be more guys if there's actually a girl and you know what even if there isn't a girl there might actually be more guys i only checked one part of the bushes so i don't actually know but we'll know which guy is the one i saw because i pissed all over him you know i didn't mean to this was back when i thought the girl was real but not home but she might be real so you really need to find her If she is because the guy was real. Finally, they basically just asked me to stop talking and stay on the line. But that was when I saw an incoming call from the customer. I couldn't answer it without disrupting my 911 call, so I just ignored it. But then she sent me this text like, Hey, I'm here. I don't see you. I told 911 she was there, and they said officers were only minutes away but who knows how long that meant, especially after I'd given such a scattered account of the events in my panic. I just felt overwhelmed with guilt, because my rational mind said the odds of her being a decoy girl for some large scam targeting pizza guys were low, and the odds of her being the intended victim of a predator were high. So I put my 911 call on mute. Where I can hear them, but they can't hear me, and turned back, heart absolutely pounding out of my chest, compulsively muttering fuck, 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 the entire way. Then I took 911 off mute and told them I had returned to look for the girl. They weren't happy about that, but I saw her meandering past the parked cars in the street looking to see if one was mine, and I waved her down, flashing my brights. She bounced on over to the window of my car, happy-go-lucky. I figured that was a good sign that she wasn't in on whatever this was. But I was just so scared to be back in the general area and to not know what had just happened, or what was going to happen. I kept whispering, Get in, get in. And she was like, get it? Huh? Oh, you want me to get the pizza from the back? I didn't want to make the same mistake with her that I had made with 911, so instead of trying to tell the whole story, I stuck to the bare basic facts. There was a man in your bushes. I'm on the phone with the police. I don't know where he is right now. Please get in the car so we can lock the doors. I was barely able to even get those sentences out but I was shaking like I had had ten cups of black coffee. I held up my phone with 911 on the call screen to verify it for her. I thought that was why she got in the car with no further explanation, but it turns out that wasn't entirely it. You still there? Is she with you? Are you safe? Is anyone else there? 911 kept checking in, not knowing who the third party I was talking to was. I reassured them and we drove, more cautiously this time, to a location 911 instructed us to wait at, to speak with police after they cleared the area. I didn't actually have to do much after that. The police came pretty soon after. A police car met us. I gave a statement telling them everything I observed, and she went to go speak to more officers in more detail than they needed me for. It turns out, the reason she got right into a strange pizza guy's car without probing any deeper into my story is because she knew who the man was right away from my description. She had an an abusive ex-boyfriend, who was apparently psychotic enough that he immediately came to mind from hearing, there's a guy in your bushes. She later called us to thank me and insist on leaving a huge tip. I wasn't there when the call came in, so the kid who answered didn't know to refuse to accept the money. But the manager already promised the next time we see her, we can load her up with enough one-free pie cards to last a lifetime. Easily the scariest thing that has ever happened to me on the job, or off. I don't get the chance to tell the story much, but... I tried to avoid sharing it with anyone who could possibly know the girl or know of the event, but I'm still not the same since. Even though I know he didn't even have anything to do with me directly, this truly shook me to my core. Be safe out there, guys. Anything can happen. This happened several years ago and I won't go into a ton of detail because Google exists and I don't want to point a bit arrow to where it happened by saying too much. I had worked at a big pizza chain for almost a year at this point, so I was aware of a lot of dangers at the job, robberies, drunken morons, naked people, etc. But this instance really made it sink in. A girl had been reported missing in our area under super suspicious circumstances. It was a big deal in a relatively small town where things like that don't happen super frequently. It was all over the news, billboards were being put up, the whole shebang. We had state cops, other county cops, and federal investigators all in town to help. A few weeks after the initial report, they announced an arrest. They had the guy dead to rights, no question that he was the one who did it. When I got to work that day, someone asked me if I had seen the announcement. I hadn't yet, so I pulled up the news article on my phone. Holy shit. I know that name. I know that address. I know that face. A month or so prior, I had delivered to this guy. His apartment complex was a few blocks down the road. To add to the creep factor, this dude lived in a complex with several buildings where each one had a locked door to get into the building. It's full of young kids that are almost always drunk and ignorant when they order, and I had issues there before. Due to that, I made a point to always have customers come and meet me at the main door as opposed to being buzzed in and going to their unit door. Usually it wasn't a huge deal, but this dude really tried to press the issue and had several excuses to why he couldn't come down and I needed to come up. Each one was met with, company policy doesn't allow me to do that, until he finally caved and came down. He was less than enthused, but paid for his pizza and I went about my way. As a female, and given that this happened within a few weeks of him kidnapping and killing the other girl, I am so immensely grateful for all the drunken morons that caused me to stop going inside of the buildings at this complex. And that, dear listeners, brings a close to these true delivery horror stories. If you are asleep, I hope Slumberland is treating you kindly. If you are awake, I hope you've enjoyed this collection. Until next time, take care of yourself. I'll read to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night.